Assalamu alaikum, guys. Um, welcome to another episode of, of SJ Running's podcast. Um, this is our um, second part in our two-part special on our London Landmarks Half Marathon. Um, I've got Arif back with us again. He's, uh, he's always here, um, but I should uh, state that, that we're not always together, Arif. We do live our individual lives. How are you doing, we Arif? Do. We do. I, I, we proved it today. Are we SJ Run, you weren't there. I know. No, don't tell I did, me I did feel. I did feel um, part of me was missing a little. <laughs> All right. Anyway, without further ado, we've got three very special guests lined up today. Um, three guys who have chosen to take part in the London Landmarks Half Marathon. Um, we're going to hear from them. We're going to hear about what's driving them, what's motivating them. We're going to hear about the collaboration with Huiz Hussein that has come about as a result of this. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce each one of them. Um, so guest one, um, please reveal yourself and introduce yourself. Assalamu alaikum, my name is uh, Muhammad Damji and uh, this time I'm calling myself the lazy runner because I've barely done any training, unfortunately, but I'm very, very motivated and inspired and I'm going to finish the marathon. Inshallah, Damji, with our support, you will finish the run. <laughs> Inshallah. Guest number two, please reveal yourself. Uh, Assalamu alaikum everyone. My name is uh, Ammar Farishta. Uh, I've been part of uh, this running journey for about coming up to two years now, uh, but been part of uh, SJ's running journey since its inception, I suppose. Uh, it's been, uh, been an absolute delight. So thank you for having me on. Thank you very much, Ammar. And, and finally, guest number three, please reveal yourself. Assalamu alaikum guys. Uh, my name is Kaim Musa and uh, yeah, I started running uh, last year. So it's been about a year since uh, since I've been running and uh, looking forward to doing the, the half marathon. Thank you very much, guys. So um, really delighted to have you on here. Really looking forward to, I guess, you guys getting your stories across, your experiences across to others who are listening to this, maybe even um, inspiring others um, to kind of maybe step up to the challenge and do something like this as well. And, and inshallah, finding out about what's what your next things are going to be um before we've even completed the half marathon um but yeah we've got a we've got a great lineup tonight arif we have indeed and um and i'd like to have the opportunity to get the our guests get to know our guests a little bit more as well brilliant brilliant right so i suppose to sort of kick us off with um i was gonna um just head over to to damji because Obviously, you know, when people do these type of things, you know, they, they, they don't just do them for, the, for themselves. They, they, they usually try and link it to some sort of fundraising. Um, and and Samar Jafris is really delighted to be collaborating with, with Huiz Hussain um, on this project. Um, so Damji, it would be really great if you could just tell us a little bit about um, the money that the, um, the fundraisers, um, the, the runners are raising money for and, and, the, the, and where the proceeds will go towards. Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, um, at Jose Sain, uh, Alhamdulillah, we've had in the, a great, the great opportunity to deliver um, a campaign that we call Give. Uh, and we're basically giving a life to a bunch of uh, um, unfortunately uh, situated children from Iraq. So um, obviously after the Iraq war, there's a, a number of children uh, with uh, congenital heart disease who, are, who don't really have access to treatment in that region. And so what we've been able to do is mobilize our teams around the world uh, one of which is situated in Bangalore. So we have about 60 teams around the world in a number of cities. Um, and uh, sorry, that's 80 teams in 60 cities. Um, and uh, and we managed to uh, uh, mo mobilize that team in Bangalore, India to help 
uh, facilitate these surgeries. So they go from, from Iraq, um, they get uh, flown over to India. They then get taken care of by our team in India um, and they're taken to Narayana Hospital. Uh, and that's where they get their heart surgery, uh, post-surgical treatment, and then they head back to Iraq after they have recovered. So this is a very unique initiative. It's a lot of logistics if you think about it. Uh, but from on, on the grand scheme of things, it's an incredible, incredible opportunity to give life to uh, an individual that, you know, wouldn't expect it at all. Uh, and in the name of Imam Hussain alayhi salam, you know, giving without any expectation of return is the highest form of giving. And so this is a, an, a brilliant opportunity for us to do that, to deliver uh, to someone who probably won't know who we are. And we probably won't know who they are, but so purely for the, the blessing and the goodness from our, of our hearts and, and the intention um, and that they, they are able to get a new life, basically. Um, some kids, you know, who may not live much longer than 10, 12 years and are given that, that real opportunity at having a life, inshallah. That's really fantastic, Damji. And, and just remind us again, what is, what is the cost of, of one of these operations? So one uh, heart surgery costs about £1,750. Um, so that's kind of just the surgical element. The transport and logistics is sponsored by a couple of other partner organizations that we work with. And so the main thing we're fundraising for is, of course, the surgery. Mm, that's great. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I had a check um, just before we, we came onto this podcast. I think the group is up to, to something like £45,000, um, um, which is close to 25 children, which, which if you think about it, you know, 25 children, not only 25 children, but the families, you know, the impact that it has on them is, is, is truly, truly phenomenal. So, so yeah, absolutely great initiative to be, to be involved with. Um, and, and thank you very much for sort of um, making the opportunity available, which I think kind of leads me on next um, nicely onto my next point actually which is which is how did this partnership come about and and what do you think has been um sort of the successful thing about the partnership with Stanmore Jaffries and who is Hussein here I think uh, uh partnerships within communities are they they're they're considered in our day and age to be some somewhat um problematic sometimes so we see like oh you know what i've got my agenda you've got your agenda do we can can we align and we have these kind of big forums and big discussion platforms i mean ammar will know because he's been more involved at the higher political level so he'll he'll very well know about you know the politics that comes with these situations but i think one of the very unique things i found with sam wajafri's um and so i'm i'm a trustee for who's saying and i think on the very first call the first conversation we had was actually about the objective, not about the purpose of the organization. It was the objective is what are we trying to achieve and can we achieve it, number one? And then number two was, can we achieve it together? And finally, it was how. Um, and that comes down to the golden circle of communication, which is basically we talk about why first, why we're here, why we're having this conversation, then two, what is it we're trying to achieve? And three, how are we going to achieve it? And I think if we, if we avoid getting bogged down on the logistics and, and how to achieve things and who does what and who gets more responsibility and who gets more recognition and actually look at getting the stuff done, then that's where a successful partnership is, is bred. And I think, you know, people like yourselves, Ali and, and Arif and, and Shafiq and, and everyone involved, um, the priority was always, let's get this out there. Let's get it done. Let's support each other in making sure that we can actually achieve this, um, you know, running gets done for the community. Um, we build a community spirit and we're able to fundraise for a really, really good initiative. And so for us as an organization, 
we can, you know, help sponsor a number of children, get life-changing life surgery. For you as an organization, you can build that running community spirit because the whole group has a goal to work towards. Um, and then together you put those two things and you've got a nice fusion of, uh, of, of collaboration. And I think that really is, is the key, is if we focus on the objective rather than the logistics and the pathways, then it's, it's very, very easy to build that collaboration. And I tip my hat off to Stanmore Joffreys and individuals like yourselves, Ali and Arif, for all the hard work you put in, but also the vision you have and the sacrifices you put in. You know, people like yourselves don't get much recognition. You know, people at the top get all the recognition. Oh, this guy's the leader, this guy's the president, this guy's the vice president. People like you who will go out to the runs every single week, who will have those those you know food review conversations during the runs you're the people that make the runs right um i've had so much good feedback already just from the last few weeks that other oh, runs are so nice but they're nice because of the way you organize them uh, and i think that's the reason these collaborations work is because of hard hard working people like yourselves with good with good intentions and then the blessings follow always Thank you, Damji. Arif, I'm going to hand over to you because I know you were involved in some of the early discussions with me in the background about the, the collaboration. So I just want to see kind of your view on, on where it first started and, and where we are in the journey. Um, well, yeah, I remember the first initial conversation we had, Ali, and um, me being me, uh, I, was all, I was already a bit defensive, thinking, is this going to work? Two, two, two entities coming together. It may be one trying to pick the other one off and one always wants to be on top. And I, I, in not so many words, I, I said, I, I don't think this is gonna work. Um, but look, look, look where we are now. Um, as you said, 45K raised. Um, Alhamdulillah, all the runs have gone to plan. People have started somewhere and they're now head and shoulders above where we thought they were gonna be. So kudos to all of them and a couple, of, uh, a couple of more with us this evening. Um, and just hearing from Damji what he said about um, the, the nature of the operation and, and how it has to be done away from the child's home in Iraq and they're flown to Bangalore. I think that gives us all a bit more motivation. So when we do have a bit of a, a rough spot, maybe around mile 10 and 12, let's just remember, um, we're saving a life here. Um, I think that's enough energy to definitely get us over the line with our hands held high. Definitely. Thank you, Arif. And just from my perspective as well, I think I think um, the, the thing that really resonates with what Damji said is is um, pure intentions. If you go into this with with pure intentions, um, you know, I think you you can flourish. And 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 as you quite rightly pointed out, you know, sometimes partnerships in our communities are not things that we do. But but here we have two examples of you know, who is Hussein doing some fantastic work, say, uh, you know, literally saving children's lives, and and us on the sporting side who are trying to grow running. I think it's just been um, a really excellent collaboration to be to be part of. Um, thank you, Damji, for that. That was that was really great. I'm sure we'll we'll come back to you um, during the rest of the podcast. By the as way, well. Ali. Uh... When, when we first thought about this, um, one of, uh, one of our, our team members said, oh, you know, let's just get a few runners and Dams, you should run. And I said, listen, I enjoy a nice little stroll for about a couple of kilometers, but I, I ain't doing 21K. Um, and he said, no, 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 you need to do this run. Um, and I said, hi, hi, okay, let's, let's just speak to, you know what, let's speak to Stanmore Joffreys and, uh, you know, maybe they, they've got a running group. And he goes, oh, okay, who's the lead? And I said, Ali Momin. And he goes, okay, what's his name? And I said, it's Ali Momin. And he goes, no, no, I get that he's a Mormon bloke, but what's his name? 
And I said, no, no, that's that's his name. And, uh, and that's when he said, subhanAllah, he must be a real, a real woman. Man. I've had that um, throughout my university career and, and in my life as well. My, my name does... Uh, does yeah raise a few eyebrows but yeah that's that's really beautiful to hear thank you for that damji um okay so i'm going to come on to amar now um i'm going to come back to a little bit about the running amar amar tell us um tell us about how your training is going um so as far as my training is concerned um it's been a lot like the uh build up to the euros as far as an england perspective is concerned i suppose uh patchy to begin with um but it's it's getting into its stride um, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I, I think initially, uh, I, I think I really did struggle with trying to uh, get my sort of three runs under my belt, uh, plus the, you know, the strength training. But uh, I, I think now I'm, I'm very much in a place where, you know, those, those three runs have, have turned into a, in, into a habit. Um, so the usual Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think the strength training is is beyond my reach at the moment. I think I've noticed that is the case for quite a few people, and I'm, I'm certainly one of them. Uh, but no, I, I think it's been I think it's been great actually to to get out there. And uh, I think what's really helped me in particular is is running with someone in a in, with with a partnership. Uh, I'm uh, I, I left London four years ago to uh, to to escape the, uh, uh, the the craziness of London, but I do miss the uh, you know the the. The, the friendship that's always there with, with Stanwell Jaffries and the and, and the banter that's there amongst the running group, of course, I miss out on that. Um, but you know, having you know myself here in Milton Keynes, um, you know, we do have a few other people as well who I run with. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's always been helpful. Arif, Ahmad, just a, a couple of things I picked up on when you were saying um, you you've now you've been following a, a plan as such, and you're up to three three runs a week. Uh, do you think after the event, you continue on three, three or two runs a week. Do you think it's now part of you and part of your weekly setup? Yeah. So prior to the uh, half marathon, or even before I even had the intention of ever doing something like this, uh, when I first started running, it was once a week, which then turned to twice a week, uh, and and twice a week was very much there um, for for a while, um, and that became an ingrained habit. Um, so I would say twice a week would be a, a bare minimum, but yes, very much so after the, the, the half marathon, my intention is very much for this to carry on at two, if not three a week. And for the benefit of our listeners or people that may be sitting on the fence thinking their lives are quite busy, family life, children, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think it's manageable? Do you think you can do it? I don't see why not. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I think it is. It, it's a tremendous challenge, I think, for for uh, a lot of us who have who wear a lot of hats. Um, and you know, look, I, I speak for myself. Um, you know, of course, I I, I work full time, like many people. Um, I'm also trying to get my own business running off the ground. Uh, I've moved house. Uh, I've taken up a, a voluntary role in uh, my community as, as secretary as well. Um, so, so a lot of this has sort of, you know, ensured that, uh, you know, the plate is not just full, it's, it's overflowing. But at the same time, uh, I think what I've learned is ring fencing my time for running uh, and giving in them, giving that its priority, um, especially in the morning or in the evening. Um, and it's, it's doable. It's certainly doable. Um, and it's, it's um, yeah, it's been fantastic. 
Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Amara. And so, so I think the th the key thing that stands out, and it comes back to something that we hammered home actually during the February running challenge. Arif was plan, plan, plan. With with running, you've got to you've got to plan it. It's, there's very few of us, I think. You know, maybe Arif, you're one of them that you just can just get up and go out for a run. The, the, the majority of us have got to like plan it into our schedules. Um, Amara, I just wanted to ask you a quick question. Um, you know, obviously you're based in Milton Keynes. Um, um, and and you see you see the the stuff that's going on in the group. Um, how, how much how much has that helped you? You know, you, um, obviously it's much more easier if you're in London and there's runs organised and you can turn up. But but I suppose you, you know you're based in Milton Keynes, but you're still part of the group. So how much how much does that help you kind of keep motivated and, and encouraged as well? Yeah, I think it's been it's been fantastic actually. Um, despite being you know um, you know outside of the of the London vicinity, I think having a community, albeit virtual, I think is brilliant. Um, it I think it's it's helped given me a sort of a, or give me a sense of motivation, uh, a sense of purpose, um, and it's it's just great to see so many people who really want to do the same thing. I think when you are isolated or trying to do this on your own, especially when it's a, a boggy January, dull, you know, one of those days, uh, it's, it's tough. And especially when we had that running challenge during, during February, um, I mean, that was exceptional. You know, that was, that was so great. Having that a little bit of competitive spirit as well, which I, I must say I, I absolutely love. Uh, and, you know, I can, get, I can sink my teeth into that. Uh, so yeah, no, I think I think despite being far away, having that group online has been a huge boost, and um, it's it's been tremendously helpful. That's for sure. That's really good. And my next question was actually about food, and I'm only saying that because I can see Damji is having this this lovely. Um, I don't know, Damji. Maybe you're going to share with us what is it? Sorry, I'm still um, <clears throat> finishing my bite. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's black forest cake. Black Forest I, uh, cake. I have a, I have, I have, I have an unfortunate sweet tooth, which I have to entertain every every so often. That's fine. You what? You continue um, entertaining it, and I'll keep talking to Amar. But uh, but it's it's very nutritious, um, with the wrong nutrients, but it's very <laughs> nutritious. <laughs> oh good okay Amar let's go back to nutrition um have you have you made any changes to your to your to your diet or your eating patterns or food or anything you're eating more or less or no um because I know I know you have a, a, sl a slightly different diet yeah so um I mean first of all just just to say that I I completely sympathize with with Damji I also have uh, a tremendous sweet tooth so just just seeing him eat that um is uh is, is very much you know making me a little bit jealous but yeah i i agree i've got a sweet tooth that i don't just occasionally have to uh pander to i think it's a it's, it's a daily thing frankly speaking but um yeah no i think in terms of in terms of my nutrition um so look uh i i'm a very rare type of collector's item when it comes to the the koja culture uh in that i adopted a vegan diet uh, come February last year. Um, it was a great time to do it, actually, right before the start of the pandemic, because that meant that I didn't need to sort of, uh, you know, bumble into very awkward conversations with uh, with people who have known me as a meat eater for donkey's ears um, and having to worry about restaurant choices and all of that stuff. Uh, having said that, though, it's it's added a lot of value, especially on my running side, um, so it's it's forced me to think about the sort of nutrients that I'll need. Uh, and I've had to be a lot more mindful about what I am eating. 
Um, what I have found specifically uh, for those who want to adopt uh, a sort of a reduced meat diet, if you will, um, I have found things like dal, spinach, uh, beans have been very, very helpful, pasta, um, potatoes in, in absolutely everything, breakfast, lunch and dinner, man, all day long, no problem at all. Uh, so this, this type of stuff, I think, has, has really helped. Uh, and to be frank, I think the, the, the training plan or the, the nutrition sort of guidelines that you've given us, I think, have been really, really helpful to ensure that we sort of, uh, I'm just trying to think of the technical word for it now, but it was what, carb, uh, carb heavy or something along those lines. Carb loading. Um, carb loading. Carb loading. Yeah, that was the technical term. Uh, and that's, that's really helped. So, yeah, I think, I think it's, been, it's been phenomenal. And no, I have not missed the taste of meat. Uh, for those who are going to eventually ask that question or potentially thinking of it, uh, there are great meat alternatives that taste almost identical to it. Um, so, yeah, I don't miss out. Um, and I have to apologize because um, when we went on that run for, for Dome to Arch, I said, let's go to Cafe Helen. <laughs> not thinking of you once we reach Edgware Road. Um, but yeah, just to confirm, I think Black Forest um, cake is not in the nutrition plan that we gave. <laughs> we make uh, we make exceptions for birthdays, Ali. Of course we do. Of course, we do. I mean, listen, <laughs> I... you have to you have to enjoy yourself in life. I'm not one of those that <laughs> that that advocates, you know, being complete. It's just I personally think in my view, in our community, you know, I think food is such a big part. I think if you start at the point of telling people to not do that, not do that, not I just don't think it works. I think get them physically active and then slowly they might start changing a few things. But I think to ask them to completely change, I, I just think, you know, again, there's probably a handful of people that can do it. But I think it's just it's such an intrinsic part of our culture. I just, you know, it's 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 very very hard. Anyway, speaking just, of food, I'm going to move. On. Go ahead, go sorry, ahead. I just, just want to jump in there, Amara. I, I I also went vegetarian this uh, this January, so I've been gluten and dairy free for the last five years, because um, I've got uh, quite bad eczema, um, and I also went meat free in sort of January. But I'll eat meat like once every sort of six seven weeks, maybe once a month, once in a while, you know, on on an Eid lunch or something like that, or a Christmas dinner. Um, but I mean, I, I honestly feel so much better not eating meat on a regular basis. I mean, you wake up fresher, more energetic. Um, and I think there's a massive stigma in our community that, you know, meat is the thing to eat. Uh, and you'll note that the two Koja restaurants that are run are chicken and meat heavy as well. And, and that's obviously a massive, a big Desi thing or a big Indian thing or a big Koja thing as well. Um, and I think it's a stigma that we, that we need to address as a community. But you're right, Ali, it has to be fitness first, nutrition second, because only once people start to, to bother about their health and their bodies, will they then say, right, what's next? What am I putting into my body um, that, that, I need to, that I need to look after? And just maybe slightly going off topic, just just ask you for your, from your experience, Damji, is, is is, do you find it challenging that... Um, you know, when you have to go out to a family dinner or, or a meal, it's to, to cater for you is, you know, do you, hopefully you don't feel guilty, but it's, it's, you know, anything from your end. So, I mean, on the gluten and dairy side, um, I didn't feel too guilty because I mean, it's not nothing I could do about it. My, my eczema is quite severe, so I'd have to avoid that. On the meat side, I think initially it was like, oh, we can't go to kebabish, for example, because there's no options for me there. Um, and I'd be like, okay, can we go somewhere else where there's an where there's an option or a vegetarian option? So you do have some level of guilt, but I think at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to, to, to look after your own body. And you, you have to stick to your guns. You have to have willpower. You also have to have convincing power, which means that I have to explain to my family and my surrounding, 
you know, my support network that I really, really care about what goes into my body and I really do not want to eat this on a regular basis. So if it's a one-off, yes, let's do it one-off. But on the on the off chance that we're ordering in or we're going out, let's try and respect that 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 choice. And there's more than enough restaurants here for us to have vegetarian options wherever we go. You know, um, it's just the fact that we're looked down upon, and it's considered ah, you're not eating meat, or you think you're better than us, or you know you're this or you're that, or you know we need to go for a big fat meat meal because someone got engaged or something like that. And it's not you don't have to celebrate with me. You don't have to end a, a nice holiday with me. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, so I, the more you're confident in that conversation, then the easier it becomes. Yeah, and and, and just to add, it's, as well as obviously looking after your own health is a massive impact on, on the way we look after the environment and the world around us. You know, I think I don't need to talk about the, the dairy industry and the meat industry. Anyway, Arif, I know you had your hand up. Yeah, I had my hand up because um, we won't be able to continue this podcast if we carry on talking about food. All right, then. Okay. I'll have to leave and go to the kitchen and find something to eat. <laughs> Talking about food just, just makes me want to eat something. So let's, let's change topic. All right, we'll change topic. We'll change topic then. Okay, coming on to Kayam. Kayam, how are you doing? Is this, is this all making you very hungry? Uh, it, it is indeed, to be honest, especially after today's run. Um, yes, definitely making me hungry. hungry. Okay, 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 Kayam. Kayam, Kayam, I wanted to ask you, obviously, so you, 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 you know... Um, if I may say it, I often use you as the poster boy for SJ running because, you know, you, you joined us around about a year ago and, and you've been with us and, and your journey is, you know, is, is, in, is incredible, really. I suppose at, at what point in your journey did you think this 21K is possible? Because I know initially when we first met, you know, we were talking about it and I wasn't trying to convince you, you were like, this is completely, I can't do this. But obviously you've, at some point you've, you've come along so far. At what point did you think that, hey, I want to give that's, this a go now? That's, that's right, Ali. So you probably know me, I think, uh, since I started running last year. And uh, initially I was actually struggling running a 5K. So if you remember, we mixed running and walking. Um, and then we used to sort of uh, take a break in between. Um, in terms of... Uh, what made me sort of uh, think that uh, 21K was a possibility was actually the Dome to Arch, which we did. And uh, December, um, I remember, uh, it was about six months in my journey of running. And uh, um, I think there was two options to run 10K and 17K. And uh, I, I, to be honest, I was so motivated to run the 17K, but I was reluctant at the same time. So I told myself, you know what, I don't want to risk it and I'll just uh, just go sign up for the 10K. And uh, seeing some of the runners uh, who actually did the 17K, I actually regretted afterwards. I thought to myself, you know what, I wish I would have uh, signed up for the 17K. And that day, that actually made me realize, you know what, half marathon is definitely possible. I know uh, it's only been six months in and I've only done 10K. But if I continue and put in the same level of sort of effort, then I can surely um, do, the, do, the, do the half marathon. So I think from that point onwards, uh, early this year, I actually started running um, more frequently. So I think I increased my running to three days a week uh, and tried hitting about 15, 20K a week to sort of uh, meet that, uh, that um, sort of target. And Alhamdulillah, to be honest, uh, since then, it's, it's, it's actually been going nice with, with your guys' support. Well, that's um, that's really good. That's really nice to hear, Kaim. Um, and and again, uh, just f- for the sake of our listeners, I think one of the things that you know I've seen you do really well. Obviously, I've seen you over a year. Is 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 we always encourage slow and steady, slow and steady, slow and build slowly, build slowly, build slowly. Would you would you do like just like say a few words on that? 
Def, definitely. I mean, to be honest, uh, that's one of the key things that uh, when I started my training, I remember yours and Arif's words. So you don't have to overdo it uh, because, again, if you overdo it, you just injure yourself. So if you remember, every time I was increasing my uh, my distance, I would increase it by 10, 10%, like you guys mentioned. And Alhamdulillah, to be honest, it's been one year and I haven't had any sort of major injuries. So um, def, definitely, I think... I would say if you want to uh, have sort of like a successful running journey, then uh, you just have to sort of uh, make your body used to, to the long distances. And you can't jump from a 5K to a 15K straight away. And what about what about the, the psychological barrier to overcome? Because, you know, again, you talk to people and the, they got 10K. That, that's just, you know, that that's too much. 21K, like, what are you talking about, really? So, so Talk us through some of the, the psychological hurdles or barriers that you, you've overcome. I mean, to be honest, I was actually having a discussion with uh, some of the runners today um, during the run. And I remember um, my, my workplace where, where I used to work, they used to have this uh, JP Morgan uh, sort of challenge. And uh, this is not a long time ago. This is probably just before the pandemic, about two, two and a half years ago. And when I used to hear 5K, I was like, oh, wow, no, I can't do a 5K. Seriously, I, I couldn't do a 5K. But uh, thinking about it now, 10Ks have sort of become like a weekly thing for us. And uh, same guy who, who used to struggle with 5Ks, now 10, 12Ks is like a weekly thing. So it's, I think it's, it's, it's all in the mind. Um, if you train yourself and again, baby steps and just trust yourself, just trust yourself. I mean, running is something which I've realized um, one year on. I remember last year, Around July time, uh, SJ running was probably born, uh, if, if you remember. And uh, yeah, from yeah, one, one year ago, if you asked me 5K, I would struggle. And now, Alhamdulillah, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm planning to do a half marathon. So baby steps uh, is, is very important. And just, yeah, just, just believe in yourself, really. I was going to say, Kam, you don't get out of bed for a, anything less than a 10K now. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly. So um okay so so, so Kaim, you have um you have um done a 21k right yes, amar right. and and damji are going to be doing a 21k you haven't done it in an event setting this will be your first event but but you That's have right. reached that distance um look at these two guys and and tell them you know what should they expect um at roundabout kilometer 15 16 because that's really where the, where the challenge is i think um yes in in terms of advice i'll probably leave that uh, that for you but uh, the things that uh, really helped me in terms of uh, um making sort of this 21k possible and like like you said the 15 16k um is uh, be consistent with your runs um what, what I mean by be consistent with your runs is um, if you're running a week, then don't take like two weeks off and then come back to running again, because that, that will just mess up your entire plan. So I remember, Alhamdulillah, um, I think start of this year until now, um, even if I don't feel like running, I'll probably just go for a 5k run. Um, just, just, yeah, just to keep those legs ticking, really. So try and not leave any massive gaps. Um, Another thing which really helped me, which was an advice given to me by, uh, by you and Arif, um, I guess we don't really have much time to do this now because of uh, the half marathon coming, but uh, you and Arif had told me that before you attempt a half marathon, uh, try and do um, a few 10, 
10, K, uh, 10 miles, which is around 16K. So I, I think before I attempted my uh, half marathon, I must have probably done about four or five um, 10 mile runs. And the day that I attempted my half marathon, I was personally shocked at my pace. I was thinking that probably it's going to take me over two and a half hours. And Alhamdulillah, um, I, 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 I was shocked at my, at, at my pace. Um, in terms of uh, what to do um, at 15, 16K, again, I've learned it from you guys, is try and reserve your energy. So don't go fast at the start. I think uh, if you're especially running a 21K marathon, um, half marathon, try up to 10K, try and sort of reserve your energy and just go a bit low on the pace. And then the second half is, is where you pick up. So I'm just looking at Amara. Amara, you've got you've got um, Kaim here. W would you ask him? Do you have any questions for him? Having him completed that distance, and, and you're about to sort of undertake that in in less than I guess what two three weeks now. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, not not so much a, a a question, I suppose, but just just to add to to what you said, I I love what you mentioned about the whole psychological battle. Um, and I, I, I'm a big believer that, you know, more than half of running is, is what's taking place in the mind. Um, you know, I, I found so, you know, funnily enough, you, you mentioned about keeping runs consistent, which, which I think is very sage advice. But uh, it's, it's advice that I hadn't taken at the start of my, my training plan. And so I sort of abandoned my training plan for a couple of weeks. And then I'd, I'd gone to Wales for a weekend. And I thought, you know, OK, let me pick this up again uh, at the 12K mark. Of, of all of all places uh and it was a very hot day uh that day and uh at sort of i think about the 10 kilometer mark i think for the very first time ever i had sort of stumbled to 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 do sort of run walk run walk which i had never done before uh if i was tired i'd slow my pace down but not to the extent where i just walk run um so that would that was a first for me but what was very interesting uh, you know, when you talk about the psychological side of it, was just the, the, the positive affirmations and just to be sort of a little bit kinder to yourself to say, okay, okay, fine, let's just get to that third lamppost, you know, and then you can go from there. Um, and then the next sort of landmark from there. And you're just taking it small little chunks. And I think those little, little victories, I think, really harden you for the bigger ones. Um, and I, I think what's, I, I suppose, um, you know, that's been sort of a, a major part of my running journey, you know, for myself anyway. And I, I agree with what you're saying in terms of the, uh, the psychological side anyway. I hope that makes sense. Absolutely agree with you, um, Amar, on this. And to be honest, I think you have also mentioned a very good point about run, walk, run, walk. Um, I think there's a misconception amongst uh, people here um, thinking, you know what, running is probably just running the entire sort of run. Um, I think a couple of weeks back, I, was actually, I wasn't actually feeling well and I couldn't run the entire week. Um, and there was this Sunday left, um, which obviously, if I ran, my Strava sort of, uh, you know, graph went up, right? And I thought to myself, you know what? I don't want the dip and um, I definitely want to run. And like, like you mentioned, to be honest, I didn't have the energy to, uh, to go for a, a fast run. So uh, same, same thing. Uh, run, walk, run, walk, did the job for me, to be honest. And, uh, and after the run, I, I was feeling really, really good, really proud. At least I went for a run. That, that, that was the main thing for me. Yeah, so yeah, def definitely agree with that point. Arif, go ahead. Yeah, just on the topic of run walk. Um, fundamentally, guys, when you when you go out for a run, um, you build endurance, yes, by running, but you've got to remember it's your time on feet that also makes you gives you the endurance, gives you the strength. So a a person that goes out and runs 
10K, I, let's say, in 40 minutes, and another person goes and runs 10K or run walks 10K in an hour, 20 minutes, the distance is exactly the same. But the person that has, is on their feet in that same repetitive motion, doesn't matter how fast, but was on their feet for an hour, 20 minutes, is actually working harder than you. Um, if you go for a run with someone who's quite elite and runs at a, a very, very fast pace, and even if that's relaxed, and they run to, to a slower person's pace, they will actually feel a lot more tired at the end of the run because they're actually using a lot more energy up because when it was, their body knows it should be over by now and they still have to continue, they would actually feel it a lot more than the person that's actually slower and spending more time on feet. So there's a win-win in both, on both sections and having you guys in front of me you're all probably at different stages in in your in your training and in your running um and each and every one of you the the, the guys that are not on 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 the podcast today and you guys here you're all going to do exactly the same distance and you're all going to do it fantastically it doesn't actually matter what time you do it in because the distance doesn't change the only thing that's going to change is some people are actually going to work harder than maybe you, Gaim, and some people might work harder than, than Damji because they might have to do be out there longer and it's going to be hot and it's, it's going to get hotter. The more time we spend out there, it's going to get hotter because temperature is just going to rise. So it's a win-win in all directions and none of you are actually below each other. All the effort is exactly the same. In fact, some of you are putting in more effort. So hats off to all of you. And, and don't think you need to be on this style of running a continuous run or a run walk style. Whichever way suits you, you're gonna do the distance. Tamji, go ahead. I just wanna add uh, or rather ask a little bit more on the RF. I think uh, I think there seems to be, obviously look, with, with Strava, there's a lot of, nice community feel that comes with that because you get to do these things together you get to see each other achieve things you get lots of kudos that give you a lot of validation nice little thumbs up uh, but i think it also adds a lot of pressure because you tend to get the guys that finish 5ks in 25 minutes and you know the other day um i think uh, muhammad rahim from singapore posted his half marathon in something ridiculous like an hour and something and and yeah, yeah, I'm not going to achieve that. But I think subliminally, subconsciously, that puts a little bit of pressure on me to say, you know what, everyone else is targeting two, two and a half hours. What if I end up at three? You know, people are going to say, oh, you're young, you're running at three hours and oh, you know, you should be doing better and, and all of that. So I think, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm pretty confident in, in, in saying that I haven't, I haven't trained as much as I, as, I, as I wanted to. I had different circumstances, but you know, I'm, I'm happy to just be doing it and the opportunity to fundraise and the opportunity to run. But what do you say to someone who's really struggling with that level of pressure that nobody's actually putting, but because of the conversations we're having, it's just happening by, by coincidence? Yeah, um, Arif, you go first and then I'll go second. Okay, thank you, Ali. Um, so firstly, when, first, um, Damji, what you said is fantastic. You know that it's, um, and I don't think you're just speaking for yourself. I think you're speaking for probably everyone that's in this S SJ WhatsApp group and the SJ Strava group, I think you speak for a lot of them. And, and I think that's what's holding people back to, to maybe joining an SJ run 
or maybe going out with a few people of SJ and running with them because there's too much pressure. They're going to run off and I'm going to feel embarrassed being at the back. Um, firstly, there's always someone faster than you. No matter who you are, there's always someone faster. But I can guarantee you there's going to be much more people behind you. Yeah, And no matter what, in any journey you're on, you're always going to finish. So coming back onto what you said about the, the pressure, um, when me and Ali first just was talking about setting up some sort of running platform un under the SJ umbrella, uh, the first thing we said is that we want to cater for people that want to get into running. The people that are running are already doing it. They don't actually need us. Uh, but the people that want to try it uh, they want to give it a go. They, they're going to go through a bit of hardship. They're going to have to cross a few barriers. We want to entice them. Um, and we still stick by that. Um, we will go out on a run, a group run. And the, 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 our rule is one and only is no one gets left behind. So we will always be with the, the slowest runner or the person who's not feeling up to the run and is at the back. We will always be with them. And so will the group. We don't leave anyone behind. And, and I think, to be honest, if, if, you were, if you were able to come on a few SJ runs, you, you would witness that because I, I can't speak for all of the SJ runners and maybe Gaim can speak and Ahmad can speak on, on behalf of the runners, but um, we make them feel, we give them the priority um, rather than, I wouldn't give someone like Ali the priority on, on, on going running because I know Ali can take care of his run. So I can say, Ali, yeah, you go on ahead. Don't worry. You, you stretch your legs out. When you get to that junction, come back and pick us up, please. And being a, a better runner than most of the group, he'll go off and do that. And he'll come back and get us because we create that brotherhood. Um, and so far, we've had a lot of positive reviews. But if people feel that there's still this pressure then exactly, we want, we want to hear it. And I, I thank you for, for bringing it up um, so we can, we can push this even more to, to get SJ um, running um, more into the laps of people that are just still sitting on the fence and they want to give it a go. So I, I thank you for bringing that up. Uh, Ali, over to you. Yeah, and just to, just to add, I think, you know, Danji, that's ultimately why running was set up when me and Arif were talking about it. We were thinking, you know, what are the barriers to get people into this in our community and there's and as you said there's a lot of like well if I can't run that time then there's no point in me in me turning up and if I take my own example you know I, mean, I used to be one of them I'm not gonna lie when I first joined Strava I had everyone and my profile was blocked because I was I was embarrassed you know and then I I slowly found it within myself I was like you know actually why am I doing this am I doing this for others or am I doing it because it's a benefit to me and I enjoy it and then I just realized you know what I don't care what time I run man as long as I'm happy and I'm enjoying myself and I know I'm doing it for my benefit, it, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. And, and again, if anyone is listening, is listening to this, I would, I would exactly say that to them. I was like, you know, just worry about your own self. Um, and if you join us, as I have said, we, we never leave anyone behind. It's always our philosophy. I think Kayam, hopefully you can testify to that. Go yeah, ahead, def def yeah def definitely agree with you, uh, Ali and Arif, um, because, uh, Recently, I think I've been to quite a lot of uh, SJ runs and um, yeah, I mean, we have runners of all, all abilities, really. Um, you have people who can sort of uh, 
run fast. Some people can run slow. So, um, yeah, we, we, we never leave runners behind. If someone who wants to run uh, a longer distance, then obviously we sort of go ahead and then come and pick, uh, pick the others, uh, other, other runners up. So, yes, uh, def definitely agree. And also one point to say about uh, this um, Strava thing, uh, because I remember when I started last year, I was faced with similar challenges. And uh, on, on the flip side, you could actually take positive stuff from it. I mean, if you see other runners who have started running, doing 5K, 10K, um, and you can, you can get motivated. And obviously, on the, on the other hand, you can tell yourself, you know what, um, give, give myself uh, six months and see where I, where I can be. So running is not something you can achieve overnight. So you have to give yourself some time. Amar, I think you had your hand up. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I was just, just going to say that one of my initial hesitations before joining the, the SJ running group when it was first started is this idea that will it be sort of an, an elitist VIP group, you know, where just the, the sort of the top, you know, sort of runners are there and it's designed for these types of people. Um, but, you know, having, having joined the group and seeing the amount of personalized support um, and I and I have been for a few SJ runs in in the early days anyway. Um, you know the 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 camaraderie, the spirit, uh, this 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 motto that no one's left behind, as 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 Arif has mentioned, and seeing that you know actually happening. You know, uh, not just talk the talk, but very much walk the walk or or run the run, perhaps. Um, but this. Um, you know, it's, it's been incredible. And for me, what I've recognized is that SJ running is very accessible. Um, it's something that absolutely anyone can get involved with. Uh, so long as, uh, you know, you, you have the desire or the will to, to want to come and to change and, and to, to begin your running journey. You know, I found the pair of you, uh, Ali and Arif, to be incredibly supportive. Um, you know, and that's despite me being, you know, 40 miles uh, outside the M25. Um, so if it's, if it's been accessible for myself, I can imagine how accessible it must be for, for anyone who's, who's nearby. So, but I, I think it's been, been, been incredible. So thank you. Arif, anything to add? Uh, yeah. So just guys, talking of pressure and, and how you're gonna, how you're feeling in regards to Strava numbers, et cetera, et cetera. One great awakening will be this event um so your first event when you go you're going to have i think london landmarks is like seven to eight thousand participants and so you're going to see um, the number could be wrong but i it, it's in the thousands ali's whispering it out ali go and correct me i think it's 14 and a half thousand 14 14 and a half thousand so yeah that that's a big number so that's a major major half marathon um, so, guys, you're going to have all this pressure that we're having internally with just an SJ group and numbers and that. When you go to this event and you'll see the you'll see the elitist for a moment, because then they'll just flash by. Yeah, they'll be off in the first wave and you'll think that's what you call runners. And then you'll go in your wave and you'll be overtaken and you'll be like, that's what you call runners. Look at that person. Perfect. Standing upright. The, the gate is perfect. The stride is perfect. I need to run like that. And then someone else will pass you a bit later on and you'll be like, okay, maybe I'm not the runner I was supposed to be. And then at mile X, whichever mile it is for you, you will, you will take someone, you will take someone on 
or you will run past someone and that someone will be huffing and puffing and you'll feel, do you know what? That person's on the journey as well. I'm run now, I'm running past someone and someone's gonna say, say in their mind, look at them. They're running so well and it's mile X, it's mile six, it's mile seven, mile eight. And they're just, they're running, they're running past me. Someone else is gonna think about that same thing, what you thought before when people were overtaking you, they'd say it about you. And I guarantee you, you will overtake someone and they will think that because it's an event of 14,000. You, Damji, you think you haven't trained enough. There's going to people, there's going to be people there that probably walk 40, like maybe run, maybe just 10, 15% of it and the rest of it will be walking. They may get ushered onto the footpath, but they're doing it because they're on a journey as well. And they're, they're running or walking that or finishing that distance for some purpose. They maybe have their own personal purpose. They're raising money for something that they believe in as well. And I think when you see this event and you attend, things will change. You won't care for numbers. You'll say, yeah, it's all about me and how I want to achieve this and how I'm going to go on and achieve the next one, the next one and the next one. And the main thing we want from this is not just for you guys to do the event, which we do, don't get me wrong, and we want you to love it. We want you to continue this journey. We want you to say, okay, Ali, this is done, but I hope you're not gonna stop these runs because we wanna, we wanna mix it up. We wanna do some of this now, we wanna do some of this. Is there anything else in the pipeline that we can do as a group and, and go for it again? And if that, if we get that from you guys, or we get more people tapping us on the shoulder saying, is there anything else coming up? We want in, we want in. Then me and Ali will say, yeah, this we've done, we've, we've dealt with this right. If we don't, then me and Ali are gonna have to sit down and say, we've missed something somewhere because no one's coming and tapping us on the shoulder or you guys are not saying we want more. So let's see how it goes, but I'm fairly confident that you guys are gonna love the day and then within 48 hours after that, you're going to say, what's that? What else is on the calendar? What else? Ali, tell me, tell me. I want to know. Um, yeah, over to you, Ali. What, what do you think? I was going to say, I feel like, Arif, you've given the, the team talk the night before of the, the big game. <laughs> just there, That was very eloquently put and extremely, extremely powerful. And, and you can tell from somebody who has done countless half marathons. Before, before I say anything, I think Damji um, has got his hand up. He wants to probably say a few words. No, no, I, I was just going to echo that. And something I had the other day is a uh, comparison is a thief of joy. I think, you know, the more we compare to other human beings instead of recognize their achievements and we compare ourselves to them, we're never going to be happy with where we are. And so you're right, everyone's on their own journey. And the journey, after all, is the destination. It's not the 21K. It's not getting to the finish line. It's about enjoying that experience. And I think that that's that's the value in in this experience. I don't think you know, the conversations about how quick you are or how nice your shoes are or, you know, how much you sweat or how many bottles of water you had or how many stops you had. I don't think that has any value. I think the value is in finishing and getting to the finish line and saying, I achieved this and I'm going to keep moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very nicely put. Um, and, and, and I suppose just to kind of wrap up in terms of moving forward, if I can maybe ask um, Gaim, Gaim, you know, um, you know, there you go. Arif has given you the, the rally and team talk. And, and he said that, you know, if nobody people, no one comes forward after the run to do, ask for more, we're going to be in a bit of trouble SJ running. So, so, so what do you hope to achieve after this? What, what are you thinking of, um, you know, because I suppose once you hit 21K, that's quite a, a specific mile. 
Yes. So in terms of me, I think I've definitely thought about, so after the half marathon, I've thought about um, doing a marathon. But I think before that, uh, Ali, uh, what I want to do is probably uh, work on my pacing. So inshallah, um, I think once uh, the training and once the, the half marathon event is done, I definitely uh, will reach out to you guys. And I think uh, we need to, yeah, I, I need to work on, um, on, on my pacing. So that's, that's the plan for me, at least for the next sort of uh, three to six months. And you, Amar? Um, I'd say my ambitions post-run would be uh, to try and do more than uh, one half marathon a year, frankly speaking. Um, I think the, the ultimate ambition for me would be to do uh, a half marathon once a quarter. I think that would be, for me, that would be, you know, absolutely fabulous if I, if I managed to get there one day. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my ambition for the, for the time being, um, and whether that's, uh, you know, touring around and, and going to different places to do it, that would be, that would be sensational. I think that, that would be, yeah, right. Top tier for me. Yeah. Very much so. And Damji, can I dangle the, the actual Holy Grail of, of 26.2 miles in front of you? Is that, is that the full marathon? That's a full marathon. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm, uh, I, I've historically always been a, a big achievements guy. I think when I grew up, I was like, "Oh yes, I want to do these big things." And you know, you have you 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 you're built to create a bucket list in life and say, "I want to, you know, watch this person perform live," or "I want to go to a Man United game," or "I want to do this," or "I want to go to the the Great Wall of China," and things like that that were sort of really built up in your head. I think the one thing that wasn't built up for me growing up was the idea of discipline and doing things repeatedly and consistently. And I think that is the most important thing that comes to a success of a human being, which is if we're going to be the best versions of ourselves, it's the things that we're doing well regularly. I think for me, the, the regularity of running is going to be my most important objective after the marathon, which is keeping it up on a regular basis. And if if that if that selfie with RF and the and the post run chai is is available, then I will definitely always be there. I haven't been there yet, but I will be there. I promise you after the marathon. Um, yeah, for sure. That that's that's my long term objective. And and yeah, I mean once once I'm in the thick of things, and yeah, why not give it a shot at the at the at the full marathon? Brilliant. Um, so I just wanted to say that th thank you very much, guys. That's been really fascinating listening to you. I have to say extremely, extremely insightful. Um, I think we'll bring it to a close here. Um, and inshallah, we wish you all the best on on the 1st of August. And, and who knows, maybe we, we bring some of you back for a, a post LLHM podcast special to see what your experiences were and whether it matched up with your expectations before. But, but for now, thank you very much. Um, really lovely to talk to you. And inshallah, we'll hope to see you guys soon. Take care. Good office.